The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's brutal. I understand the hypocrisy. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh. Yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. He wanted to be respectful, and so he didn't he didn't tattoo above the neckline. Um, not respectful. He wanted he wanted to get business from people who didn't like that. So that's where he drew the line. But yeah, he was covered head to toe. It was, it was pretty spectacular, mm. especially more so when he was drunk and would strip down and show everybody everything. <laughs> yeah. Not that, he, not, not, not that he enjoyed getting naked. Like it wasn't, you know, Hey, I'm going to get naked and run around. Ah. But he got $10,000 because somebody wants his skin. He, yeah. Yeah. He, and, and none of the work looked sketchy, you know, you know how some, some, images just don't look right yeah you know he was he was a tiny guy um like he probably wasn't much bigger than mary but uh uh yeah he he was covered um like base of his neck all the way down huh. even his feet had tattoos i don't know the bottom of his feet but bottom of feet don't retain tattoos all i've that heard well. the same about the tops of feet too though like feet and feet and hands, they shed skin a lot more than the rest of the body. That's well, why tattoo artists aren't <clears throat> that. Mm. You use them a lot, so uh, that makes sense. But yeah, this guy got, he got. I don't know. I, I understood it was in the neighborhood of like 10k, um, Canadian, of course. So I don't know what that's five dollar bill, right? But um, yeah, for the for his skin when he died, huh. yeah. And he was expected to die, you know, assuming he lived a normal life, you know, he's expected to die in the 2030s or something. So this guy gets his, uh, his skin when he dies. Oh, I know, so like, like super creepy, right? I mean, for $10,000, I'd do that because I'm dead. I don't care. And that's, that's the approach this guy took was, I'm going to be dead. I don't care what you do with my skin at that point. And he, he wasn't, he wasn't ever in super clingy relationships. You know, the girls, he like, he was, he was living, he, he was dating and living with a prostitute at the time. Hmm. Um, and her son, uh, it was just the thing. Okay. He just wasn't super attached. I don't know. He was also the guy that would, if his cell phone upset him he would break it now this was back in the like flip phone days his cell phone upset him for some reason he would break it in half so he'd have to go replace it <laughs> okay it was like like um expressions of anger from a logical perspective super weird <laughs> huh yeah okay yeah anyway you said you had a lot of things you wanted to talk about like um, trying to convince me to spend money yes I want, so I do want to get into that. Um, I, but first, but first, um, one of the things that I wanted to say was, uh, I was recently interviewed and this is more of a promo for, for the, that other podcast. I was recently interviewed, um, in part about bottom shelf recording talk, um, by a podcast, a new podcast that just started, uh, just got released at the beginning of February called career pod. And, um, it's a, a podcast that is kind of like a career fair or that that's the, the, the Dana Francis is the host and she's trying to, she's trying to explore as many different careers and, um, explore lots of, lots of things that led people to their careers. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, mine ended up being, um, mine ended up being a, I'm episode four, I think ended up being, um, a two part episode because we ended up, we just talked a lot and my twenties were 
basically a blur of bad choices. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of ground to cover. Uh, that sounds like my 20. Isn't that like every musician's 20s generally? Unless like yeah. they find a job that's stable in the music industry. Or they're or they make good choices early and yeah. and they have a successful career. They in their don't 20s, have to right? make the bad choices that the rest of us do. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, so so that uh, it's Career Pod. You can find it on I don't know podcasts or uh, iTunes, Google Play. Um, uh, I'm sure it's on Stitcher. Basically, anywhere you would get your podcast, it's probably there. Um, <clears throat> comes out some Mondays um, she has a lot of ground to cover so she doesn't get through everything but or she doesn't release every week but um, that's fair yeah she only just started yeah yeah exactly um, and she uh, she, she uh, the way her and I met um, Dana and I was she she came to me to rent this um, this space that we're in right now to do some of the interviews mm. Um uh, at least those that she could, she could connect with in person. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, of course I've given her a whole bunch of advice to help her get started and stuff, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it should be good. She does her own production work. Um, she's doing the entire thing out of audacity, which <laughs> I know, but it, I mean, it's... I'm just cringing at the, the, because <laughs> I know how that, looks and how it the limitations of it are yeah right um like there's I, you, I didn't most know people don't need the same things i need out of a doll right and and it, and it all comes down to it all comes down to how are you working right yeah like her um her workflow doesn't need doesn't particularly need um uh inline processing right or live processing like an, like like you and I do with with the DAW, right? Yeah. Like so the 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 audio runs through a plug-in live mm-hmm. as it's playing, right? Audacity doesn't allow for that. I know. Everything is offline processing. So online processing, offline processing. Uh, yeah, but whatever. You real know what time I mean. or not real time. And so uh yeah, so and and it sounds really good. So I'm impressed with that. Um Yeah, okay, that's that's it. Okay. For the podcast thing. Um, was there something else? Uh, uh, I don't know. Had a handful of people that really enjoyed our, um, our past couple episodes about, uh, being angry at hip hoppers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, got some good comments about that. Tends to be how it goes is when we complain about hip hoppers. Some people, when we get really animated about stuff, those are the episodes that people seem to enjoy more. Even if we're completely wrong on our information or facts, mm. <laughs> which happens more often than not. Okay, so let's let's just dive right into this. I wanted to. Um, I'm sure there were other things on my list that that I wanted to to cover, but I think that's plenty. Um, so I've been doing some research the last last handful of days, um, based off of something that you've previously been interested in. And I'd like to convince you to buy it. What is it? Digital patch bay? It is. It is not. No, um, that thing. I still haven't seen prices for that. Um, they are taking pre-orders now, but um, no. This uh, this is the console one, soft tubes console one. Oh yeah. So I finally sat down and went through their their like the, the detail in depth coverage video, um, console one, console one, and it might be the perfect digital solution. Uh, what was your last stance on it? Like you were, you were interested, but you were... I was interested, but when I, they had announced that it won't support anything except for soft tube and UAD plugins. Although I hear that they are getting rid of that limitation and going to make it so that you can program it to be used with other plugins now. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't heard any. Like, I wasn't able. I went looking for that because I was. I knew you'd bring that up as a as an obstacle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went looking for that, and I couldn't find any official statement on that. Well, there was like a year ago. 
Oh, really? Yeah, you, you used to go on the thing and it said only supports UAD and SoftTube. No, right. That, so there is an official statement about that. So they they there's a total of 77, um, as of November or something, there was a total of 77 plugins between SoftTube and UAD that were that were officially supported by by these um, and the software itself uh it lo- it it will automatically detect the soft the, like the, the plugins that you own and load them into into the um your choices to select from hmm. right so so like if, if you own if you own the uh the api channel strip from uad it'll load that in and allow you to choose the modules in, in the right places, right? Cause it's a, it's a, it's a gate and transient designer, um, EQ compressor, mm. um, and, um, just drive section, whatever drive means for any particular plugin, but, but they've, yes, yeah, so they're they're. It sounds like they're going through the process of mapping as much as they can. And I don't know why it's, I don't know why it takes so long. Cause, uh, if there's a person mapping it, I can see why. Yeah, but if that like that that's a person whose job is to load up a new piece of software and like map the different knobs to do different things, and that that's pretty uh, time consuming. I, you you've done that process before, yeah, right. How long does that take you to do? Uh, I'm not sure because I'm usually doing multiple things when I'm doing that. <laughs> you and your multitasking. <laughs> well, if, if, if it's had... more to stop myself from going nuts because if I do the same thing for like five hours, like, is that how long it takes? I've I've never. I'd, I'm not sure if that's how long it would take me to get through my plugin library. Mm-mm. But not your plugin library, just like one plugin. Oh, one plugin. It wouldn't take me five hours to do a plugin. And that's what it, that's what that's what makes me question them on this. Like, if it takes, if it, even if it takes an hour, maybe two hours per plugin, this thing's been out for four years now. Why are there only seventy-seven plugins and not seventy-seven UAD plugins? Because it's probably only a recent thing that they've been like, oh, our our users want to actually use their other plugins for. So in in the last Which year, I don't understand why January, you wouldn't just know that everybody would want to use that with all of their plugins, but mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's the big thing for those controlling units is like, I want the feel of analog yeah. while controlling my digital stuff. Now I haven't felt one. Have you felt one? Have you turned the knobs uh, on? Uh, yep. Yeah. yeah. How do the, how do the knobs feel? Um, a bit stiff. I guess. Yeah, they don't feel terrible. Hmm. Um, It's just they kind of have like a you need to put some actual effort kind of feel to it. So, although there's actual, give it time. I'm sure it will feel more loose. I would hope not. I'd rather a a stiff knob than a. Well, this is pretty like solid stiffness, and if it was just slightly less stiff, I I think we'd. I would feel like it was better, but mm. I also that's like a brand new unit, so I know over time it's going to might loosen up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so but in general, the knobs are pretty good feeling, and the the pots don't feel too different from each other because mm-hmm. there are so many companies that like they build a thing, and because they got all their pots from China, it's like every pot feels different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, uh, the one I used, they didn't feel too different. Like there was a few that were more stiff than others, but right. like it is a very slight thing where you have to be like focusing on how does the pot feel in order to feel it, I find. Mm-hmm. So, whereas like the, the native instruments, uh, S1, like I hate that keyboard <laughs> because quite literally every pot like you're not you don't even have to be focused on it you just turn a knob and then you turn another knob and it's just like oh that feels way different than the first knob <laughs> it's called the s1 i'm pretty sure it's called the s1 not the x1 or 
Uh, it's Native Instruments Control. S1. Here we go. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just a MIDI keyboard, but like every knob on it feels different. And they break all the time. And I'm sure Native Instruments will... Good thing is I'm not endorsed by them, but I'm sure Native <laughs> yeah, Instruments right. doesn't like being told that their products suck. But that keyboard sucks, and they charge $1,000 for it. 1000 bucks For the the full-size one, yeah. Jesus. Um, You're paying for stupid fancy lights. That's about it. <laughs> so they don't have... The $1,000 unit is an S88? Uh, yeah. So they, so they have, uh, they have an S25, an S49, 61, and 88. And it looks like the only difference is the number of keys. The basically, but everybody wants the 88. Hmm. Who buys those? And they're a thousand bucks. Brand new. You can't buy them anymore because they're obsolete. They're obsolete. They only lasted for two years, I think. And then they got pulled because (laughs) they're garbage. They're mm. constantly being brought into our location to get fixed. And then we send it to Native Instruments who says there's nothing wrong with them. And then our tech has to go in and be like, I fixed it. <laughs> our um, tech's not an engineer, so like, I don't know. It's just all sorts of problems with those stupid things. And like, there's one guy who has gotten like four brand new boards really yeah in like the last year because he bought it brand new and then it's just native instruments just said give him another one and it's just a controller it's just a controller with lights man that's so expensive for a controller when they first came out everybody was going nuts over it and mm-hmm. i remember seeing videos where people were like oh this looks so cool and then i would like respond too bad the fucking knobs feel like garbage and this thing comes in for repairs all the time <laughs> yeah and it's only been out for a week <laughs> they started adding um display screens on them now whatever they're probably still pieces of crap yeah yeah that's fair and then, like, that's not even to say, like, the other things that are wrong with that company. It, uh, native Instruments? Yeah. Because they they tie things to software and stuff like that. And, like, mm, right. Like, those controllers, you have to register to use them. Which makes sense, but... Yeah. But when a customer brings it in, because they don't want it, because it feels like garbage, now I have a board... That I can't sell because I can't give it to someone. Like, I can't sell it to someone already else. already been registered. Because it's always already been registered. Yeah. So we have to get in contact with Native Instruments to get it deregistered. Mm. And Native Instruments drags their feet. <laughs> yeah. We at one point had like six boards that were just waiting for deregistering before we finally got through to somebody who fixed that problem for us. But it, that was like us emailing like several people and just this yeah. stupid email thing when like in reality all it could have took is just one person identifying being like oh this person can help you with that <laughs> like you would think that someone at native instruments would know who would be the person to get in contact about that stuff you, you would think they'd have some sort of thing in there it, they, they their might quality actually... control sucks wow and their ra system sucks too like ah, i just have nothing but problems with them and so i like I went from somebody who is okay with buying native instrument stuff, but like knowing that their software sucks because it likes to crash and lock me out and stuff mm. like that. Right. So like there was always like that hesitant nature to it to, yeah. I will never buy a native instruments, anything yeah. because I have seen how garbage that companies run. I remember having, um, having a thought about investing into, um, into their, uh, their, their player plugins. I, I had their, the free version of their player for a while, um, just to try it out. Mm-hmm. And I never really, I never really enjoyed it. Um, See, I, I enjoy the third party software that comes out for that player. Okay. 
because like the third party stuff is really good for dirt cheap. The problem is I'm using the free player, uh, which only lets you use third party stuff for 30 minutes and then it what yeah and then you have to delete it out of your insert chain and then reinsert it and then open up the third party thing again that's, if you want to continue working on that sound that's balls yeah that's awful so like in order to get a sound from like any of those third party softwares like i have to focus on it for the first 30 minutes and then print it yeah 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 that <laughs> that would that would be annoying enough that I'd I'd delete the whole system. I'd find some other solution. Well, I, I used to work with around it just because like I liked that third party stuff so right. much. But now it's just there's all these third party companies that I'd love to support that I will never support because I will never use native instruments. Yeah. I I wish they would just make their own. Um, plugins like it's get a programmer i understand it costs a lot of money but just get a programmer to build you a a bed to insert things to mm -hmm. so so that brings me back to the soft tube console one um it's actually one of the one of the coolest things about the software side of it uh -huh. um and this is where this is where i started um being really interested in the soft tube console um, you can of course load or you, you can of course scroll through your your plugins and load and load them yep. directly from the from the unit which is awesome you don't have to use the mouse um, but you don't ever have to interact with the daw no because you can switch channels on it yeah you can switch I'm just channels wondering from... if the midi will like in my situation where i have my mcu that allows me to select channels as well Mm -hmm. See, I'm wondering and, if the MIDI will communicate with each other. That that one is is DAW dependent. So there were, let me go to it here. Um, there were only three DAWs that that allowed you to um, that were were capable of interacting. Reaper was one of them, and you're a Reaper user. Mm -hmm. um, well, the thing is, is if at first Reaper doesn't work, there's probably some nerd who will make the coding that will work in Reaper. And that might be why, right? Um, <laughs> uh, but like, that's the thing about Reaper is just anytime something doesn't work, that somebody in the community will, who's like super knowledgeable of how to program software will program it. Yeah. Um, ooh, right. Here's the list of uh, UAD plugins supported too. It's a nice list. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, DAW compatibility chart. Let's take a look here. Um, so, so Reaper, Sonar, and Studio One um, allow you full compatibility with everything. Um, uh, synchronized track selection. Can, and this one actually some of these some of them seemed like this should be expected of it um control of daw volume and pan oh i see <laughs> uh control of daw solo and mute control of daw send levels um that stuff all seemed like it would be it would be expected that i mean that that's pretty cool that it can do that. Yeah. Um, but it not supported Nableton, Cubase, Digital Performer, Logic, Nuendo, or Pro Tools. Right. Whatever. All programs I don't use. Yeah. Um, but you, uh, it, it does allow, it, obviously it does allow you to coexist with the, um, with your MCUs. And I saw I saw a uh, a review video on YouTube from Pro, Pro Tools Expert. Mm -hmm. That's who it was. Um, they had set up the console one as their plug-in controller, and they had a C24 or a Control24, whatever the new one is, um, set up to the, do the volume Personas and panning. 24-channel? No, the 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 Avid. Avid. That's the, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that was their, that was their control surface for volume and panning. 
and and then this thing was their plugin thing. But the great thing is is so so this is the way the soft tube the way the soft tube software connects with your DAW is just a plugin insert. And so whatever whatever you want to use the this so, the the soft tube stuff in you just drop a plug in on that channel and you never have to go back other than panning and, and, um, and volume. Hmm. You never have to go back. Uh, and it, it just through that plug in, it connects with the soft tube software and you insert all your UAD plugins or what have you directly through the soft tube software rather than in the plugin rather than in the DAW. Right. Huh. Yeah. Um, and that, that created, that created one of my, um, one of my issues with it is the software. Let me take a look at this. The software interface doesn't show you, doesn't show you any, any variation in, um, in GUI, right? Like it, it looks the way it looks and that's it. Like the, on the hardware or on the, on the software. The software, we're just talking about oh, the software side, right? right. So, like so if their I, little thing. Yeah. There. So if I load up, if I load up a Harrison, um, Harrison EQ, which is one of the supported EQs. Um, it won't translate back into the software, what you're doing. It does. It, it does translate, but you can't, you can't see the Harrison EQ, right? That's part of the charm of the Harrison EQ is you can see the knobs. You can see the graphics yeah. of the UAD. Okay. So it right? doesn't load up the, the the graphic for right okay yeah um it tells you what it is but it doesn't it doesn't load it up um another uh let me go back to this um yeah i think that's i think that, I think that was the biggest thing about it um I wonder if my price is still ridiculous cheap for this. Yeah. Oh, it should be. Cause soft tube is through universal audio, which is through, which is through HHB, which, which is, is through, through Yorkville. Nice. <laughs> which is through long and quick. We should talk off air about what your price is. Cause I would love one of these things. So I might be buying two is what, you, what you're trying to convince me to do. <laughs> yeah, but you can't buy two. You're not allowed to buy for your friends. They don't have to know that. <laughs> Why would you need two? I need to have one at the studio I work in, and I need to have one at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that makes sense. Um, okay, uh, another big plus for me, it's bus-powered. This device yeah. is bus-powered, yeah. which I think is brilliant. Instead of having cables everywhere. That's right. the thing I partly dislike about uh, the MCU. Another part of the MCU I don't like is the power cables it comes with has big ass bricks, which I don't understand. Like in that big package, why couldn't you put the transformer in it? And then I could just use a regular IEC cable yeah. in your your thing instead yeah. of this weird. But they they, they literally brick. might not have enough space in there, though, right? Maybe, but then just make it a little bit bigger. And even even the uh, even the little um, the Personas fader port, the single channel fader port, mm -hmm. the um, the motorized fader doesn't work unless unless it's plugged into the power supply. Yeah. All the other functions can be powered by the bu by the USB bus, but if you want that motorized fader, I should just get rid of that. You know, like the thing is like having an MCU and then an extension to it is just mm -hmm. like, there's two of my power outlets. And I know that it could probably have a cable so that they could share the same power and like all this other stuff. So yeah, maybe like, it's just one more cable for me to attach to the, the extension or something. Mm -hmm. And then they can, it could draw power from the right. brain. Right. But like even that I'd be okay with, but I also dislike anything that doesn't use like regular IEC IC cables. cables. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually my biggest pet peeve with the, uh, the AMS Neve 8803 EQ we got downstairs is I have, because 
the rack is filled with lots and lots of clutter of cables, power cables and audio cables and USB cables and all that stuff. Yeah. But the, the 8803 has an external transformer power supply and it needs a place to hang out that isn't just hanging out with the power cables or hanging out with the audio cables. Yeah. And so it, it takes up its own fucking rack space. <laughs> but I could, I could sneak in like a half rack, like a half rack or half space unit. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, uh, but that's it. Hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a serious pain in the ass. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. I am um, speaking of gear. I almost got excited about a distressor. Oh yeah. 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 One came out for a good, re- a good price on eBay, but, uh, there's a fat. So at work. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you know how much? Uh, like three grand. Oh yeah. Not interested. It's not a super good deal, <laughs> but I know it's been there for a while and that, uh, is it a used unit? I think so. Hmm. There's talks about if it's still here, um, by next blowout, that will probably have Blow a up. good price. Well, probably yeah. one of the staff members will buy it for right. a really good price. That's fair. Like cost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, I don't know, things are said at that store all the time. Like how we're supposed to get an SSL because we have HHB now, but we haven't got that SSL. Yeah, and it that, was like months when like the representative for um, HHB came in. It was like, oh, you're one of the big stores. We should get you this. Makes me wonder if the buyers are saying, oh, no, they're in Edmonton. Well, that that, that was my first thought is who the fuck here is going to buy it? I don't know. Right? That, that, that's just it. There's there's already four SSL consoles in town, right? Um, there is, yes. And I... Like the whole idea was for it to be on display and be fancy and make people excited and want to buy other things. Yeah. And I mean, that said, like there's plenty of people who are just getting into recording and think like, Oh, I'm going to build this studio and it's going to be super awesome. Let me price out what it will cost to get a big ass studio. And like, they show me (laughs) these pictures and I have to be like, well, that console there, if you want one of those is about a quarter of a million dollars. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Show me something for a hundred bucks. That's like this. It's just like, doesn't exist. Yeah. There is nothing that is 32 channels. Of anything. For a hundred bucks. For a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Even on the used market, you'll never find a... And yeah. if you were to find such a thing, I would be afraid of it catching on fire. <laughs> if it yeah, even right. works in the first place. Yeah. Or it's so old that that the uh, that it takes up like $2,000 a month yeah. in power. Well, uh, just... Uh, um, there's too many people who... You come in and don't know what they're talking about. And I have to, but that's why they go to the long and McQuaid, right? I find there's probably enough of us that, that know that wouldn't go to long and McQuaid with those type of questions. Oh yeah. Go, you go to long and McQuaid for other things. people but... who even go to long and McQuaid and they're just like, they already know their stuff. Yeah. They just talk to you about this and go like, or tell you their their problem, ask for advice, and then they're, they're usually educated enough to make a decision as to, of the options presented, what's best for them. Yeah. But then there's also those people who just, they have these dreams that they're going to become a millionaire because they're opening a studio. Because <laughs> it's 1990 still, or some shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then you like, they they give you these pictures of things and you like, you recognize the things cause you're a nerd of this stuff <laughs> and you go, well, you see that desk alone's 10 grand that everything is on, uh, that rack of stuff. That's probably another like $50,000. Yeah. And then you see that console, that's a quarter of a million dollars. And then on top of that, you still need a computer 
And because this is all analog gear, you need a converter and you also need a patch bay. <laughs> and you like, you show them what this cost is just like, oh, no, no, no. You can make a studio for less than that. Yeah, you can. It won't look anything like that. Yeah. They, they just some, expect yeah. for like less than a thousand bucks that they have this amazing space. You know what would be awesome <clears throat> for those guys? Um, wallpaper that looks like you're in some fancy control room. <laughs> and then Harrison Mix Bus, which the basic version of Harrison Mix Bus is on, was on sale for 20 bucks the other day. What they should do is just buy a freaking Raven. I'm surprised at how... how how much the price of the Raven has come down. It's only like two grand or something like that. Less. I saw, I saw one the other day, um, for 13 or 1400 bucks, um, including the, the basic desk. Does it have, it was one of the smaller screens, but it was what? Does it have like a box for IO like channels and things? So no, Uh, I think it was, what's the point? Well, see, I, I think that's the thing with the Raven is the Raven itself is just a control surface. Yeah, I right? like I, I get like the point of it is a mixing machine. Yeah, it's just a giant iPad. Yeah, yeah uh, really which is, is. kind of cool, but like I don't want it. No, no, not interested. Doesn't have I. Oh. I I don't want touchscreen. I I know neither do I. I don't want touchscreen in my studio at all, except for those times when I have to control the the. I play and I stop. I think I room. wouldn't mind touch screen all that much, but I don't want a giant iPad. Yeah. Especially for 1400 bucks. And if I have something with like actual physical pieces, like that, that speaks more to me than some stupid thing that probably won't respond all that well. Well, I, I've, I've heard good things. I mean, Darren over at flock, um, raves about his, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been out, oh, he's been using it for three years now. Okay. Um, so I, it, it's, it can't be that bad. And, and they do sell. I know they sell, but like a lot of people who buy really anything from Slate, just buying into his car salesmanship. <laughs> he totally is a car salesman. He is, but they do make, they do make good software. I'm no, I'm, I'm not against Right. Like they do make good quality products. It's just, he is so much a car salesman. It turns me <laughs> off from buying his product. Yeah. I feel exactly the same way. No. Right. But Which, I mean, it works. It obviously works because that's why car salesmen act like that. But yeah. then there's people like me who see that and see through it and just don't want anything <laughs> to do with whatever it is you're selling. So back to, back to the soft even if it is good um one of the big one of the big critiques about about the soft tube is um and this is i'm taking this directly from music radar they uh they did a um they did a review um middle of october last year Uh so this is directly from from them this is their verdict i think that's about when i was thinking about buying one was around then because they just announced the, the second version of tube one or console one. Didn't they announce that in January last year? I don't know. Sometime last mm. year they announced the second version. So, and I remember, <clears throat> um, hearing from somebody who bought the first version and just like, Oh man, that's so much more value than the original. It's cheaper too. It used to be bought the original for like a thousand bucks or mm-hmm. something like that. And it came with significantly less. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't work with UAD. Well, and, and and that's the that's the that's the messed up thing about any any new product like this is the first version is always going to be the most limited. Yeah. Right. And they're going to come up with ways to reduce costs. They're going to come up with ways to improve um, compatibility or or usability. Yeah. But like the the amount that they were able to reduce cost and the amount of stuff they were to add to the mm-hmm. newer version, yeah. it just made it. It was kind of a, not necessarily a slap in the face to the people who originally bought it, but like I could see somebody getting very angry because <laughs> yeah, they yeah. had invested in this thing for a significant amount more money, even before you take into account inflation and stuff. Right. Like, 
because and then and it also got less for the same amount of money yeah. whereas people who waited till this version are getting a lot for their money and that's the that's one of the that's one of the reasons i'm so excited about it now um so 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 this is this is directly from uh, music radar um the the only con that they identify now of course we've talked about some some other things that are, are an issue for you but um it's so the the whole platform still requires you buying into the platform to get the most out of it yeah right um it comes with the ssl the ssl uh, channel strip yeah um the ssl 4000 so the older ssl um but if you want if you want other things you either need a uad stuff or you need um or you need to buy more plugins more soft tube plugins mm-hmm. which which i mean that's that's not such a big deal for you and i because you and i both have uad software mm-hmm. um you could you could through work get that uh nfr nfr um so you'd have full control over all that stuff um, and far on soft tube stuff as well. There you go. So that makes, I mean, that makes it an investment. But I think if I was if I was starting this place all over again, that's what I would do. I wouldn't have invested in the UAD stuff. I wouldn't have invested in other software. Uh, I would have. I would go for this specifically because it. <clears throat> It really is all the th- all the things I need without without thinking about stuff. Hmm. If I was to start a studio today, I'd probably get the Antelope Discrete. Yeah, you're still going on that direction, eh? See, and I'm 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 going under the assumption that you don't have anything. And I, I, yes, bang for your buck, the the analog or the Antelope Discrete is just way too good. Because if I if I buy the super awesome version, that's uh, like three and a half thousand dollars. <laughs> that's just thirty five hundred. The eight channel unit, right? Uh, yeah, it's got the eight channels. Yeah, uh, you get six microphones and you get fifty plugins. Yeah, like that's a ridiculous amount of stuff. <laughs> that that's a really good deal for thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, but the trouble is, like for me. The thing that I keep trying to do is I'm, I, I keep trying to get away from the mouse. I don't want to use the mouse. I feel so much better using using the EQs on the on on, on the mixer downstairs, and and I, yeah. I feel so much better using that. I add console one with an MCU. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's basically a studio there, mind yep. you. That's only eight I/O, but. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you're starting out, chances are you don't need more than eight. And that that eight I/O probably probably has ADAT ex- expandability, yeah, so you right? Can add more. Yeah, so you could you could easily add another eight channels, so you can do drums. You know, and and realistically, how often would you ever need more than more than sixteen channels to do any recording, right? Yeah. I know realistically none, but it's so cool owning the ability to do 24 or 32 <laughs> or even 48. I will never need 48, no. but I can see myself doing 32 though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not pretty, very often, but it's pretty rare that I get could. above 24. Yeah. Um, like super rare that I get above 24, but it does happen. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I can totally see myself getting to 32 but that would be a band that i'm recording live off the floor right and 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 that's just it like live off the floor i'm usually in the 18 to 22 range live off the floor oh that's probably where i'd be hanging out too yeah for most bands like Um, a 32 channel live off the floor band would have to be a pretty big band discrete eight right that's the one you're talking about yeah there is the discrete four which is the same thing just just four half instead. the size yeah 
but there's a version of it that comes with like a bunch of microphones and stuff mm-hmm. uh i just wanted to look at at, at the expandability um oh you're, right? you're looking at the back of the panel or... i'm looking for it let's see here so there it's got thunderbolt capability it can take two two um adat lines in um and so you you could expand you could easily expand it up to uh up to 24 24 yeah yeah uh, you add in the spdif input um and you're up to uh you're up to um uh 26 why was that so hard to do math i don't know <laughs> that's pretty easy math man <laughs> yeah i know um <clears throat> yeah so i mean you could easily you could easily expand that with a with a couple of uh couple of cheap cheap eight channel units yep. right yeah man that's uh that's a good deal like part of me wants modeling. to buy a discrete whatever just because yeah i don't need it though <laughs> that's the problem with the exception of like the preamps that come in with well you it. will eventually need it but by then you'll they'll have something they'll have something that is upgraded on this even yeah right because this is this is still first generation they make a a discrete converter or something like that like that'd be cool even if it is only 16 channels like 16 channels would be like that's the thing that's kind of turned me off is just oh it's only eight channels and i'd rather it be a converter well the only i'd prefer a converter the only thing that the only thing that that makes this um it's the it's the preamp modeling which of course you need you need the discrete preamps to be able to model other preamps on top of it, right? Yeah. You need that kind of control. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you didn't need the preamp modeling, they have a 32-channel version that... that just but it doesn't, doesn't come with the software. It does come with the software. Like the plugins? It does. It absolutely does. M- mine was the one version before they gave you all the plugins. Oh. All of all of their new all of their new processors, all of them, come with with, with their the software. Plans. Yeah, well, I, all of them do. You're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Sorry, you, man. You're trying to convince me to buy a console one, and now I'm gonna probably buy an Antelope 32 or something. <laughs> I did say I wanted to wanted to convince you to buy something. <laughs> I don't have three grand for but, a 32 though. But that's okay. So they so they have do they have a 16. Um, they have the Zen, the Zen studio. I think it is, um, come on. Uh, Zen studio is, um, what, come on, give me the numbers. Give me the numbers. Uh, yeah, it's an eight in something, 12 world-class mic preamps, um, comes with all of their uh all of their um plugins um yeah yeah hmm um so they have a 12 channel unit and what else they got 12 channel like with preamps or yep it's not the the difference is is it's not a preamp modeling. That's the difference between the discrete, uh, right? Well, I don't know. If, if they made the discrete in a 16-channel version, I'd be very tempted to get that. Ooh, they have a, a single-channel version as well of the discrete. That's cool. Hmm. The thing that, yeah, it's just the fact that it's also an interface, it's just, yeah. Um, so, like, that—that's the thing that turns me off is the fact that it's an interface and not a converter with preamps built in, kind of thing. That's fair. Like, it, if it was a box that just gave me like a bunch of uh, DB twenty five on top of the, 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 I don't know, give me the eight channels that have the discrete modeling and then give me expandability with TV 25 to add more preamps. Well, but that's, that's what the, that's what the, so uh, I can discrete... go through that box into my computer. 
But that's what the discrete is with the ADAT expansion, right? I know, but I, I prefer DB25. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But that, that that's increasing the cost of that unit. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you you don't have any money to buy it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, don't know, I, I just, I, I don't, I would rather a converter instead of an interface. What's the difference? Uh, just expandability. No, a, a converter and an interface are the same thing, though. Not really. Converters so, so you, got no preamps, right? So. Uh, okay. Okay. That's that's a that's a way and, of looking at it. And like converters tend to be able to ha- handle more track counts than a, an interface can. Although interfaces these days are getting pretty close to converters. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I'll probably change my mind eventually. But the thing that has always turned me off from an interface is the fact that I know interfaces can only handle so much information, whereas converters tend to be able to handle a lot more. So I think I think the thing you're looking for is the Goliath. What's the Goliath? So the Goliath is a... Probably costs like five grand. 16 mic pre's. Um, expandability up to 64 channels, um, all of the effects, all of the converters. Um, yeah. Is that a legacy? No, no, it's a Thunderbolt USB and MADI interface, um, with 16 built-in channels, built-in mic preamps. How many spaces is it? Only two? I think it looks like it. It looks like it's only two. Yeah, looks like it's only two, man. I was, I was expecting like a three-space unit. <laughs> no, sir. It does only look like a right? two-space. Yeah. I'm trying. To, I'm looking at all the software pictures here. Um, interesting. Yeah. Front panel looks pretty cool. All the front panels look pretty interesting. Yeah, but like it's cool and it's intimidating, so people won't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> so it's got it's got uh, sixteen line inputs on two D twenty five or D sub uh, things. It's got sixteen mic line inputs um, on XLR combos. Uh, and four instrument uh, inputs on the front panel. Um, has 24 line outs on uh, D-sub, monitor out, two headphone outs, two reamp outs, which is cool. Um, oh, as a, a, a uh, an app to control it, too. Yeah, there, even the discrete does. That's... Well, I knew the discrete does. I just, mm. yeah, it's kind of it's kind of their universal app. Yeah. I think I just that that's the thing that I find kind of interesting because then I could just like install it on my iPad and I can just be in my listing position adjusting things. <laughs> Despite the fact that I'm already in a spot that could probably adjust things. Yeah, you're probably right beside it, right beside your computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So why don't you want the Raven again? <laughs> Actually, this does look like something that I'd be interested in. Yeah. This this looks like the device that you wanted it to be. Does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's what, what can this handle? What's its limitation for information through the USB? Uh, th- I think the USB is still 32, right? Um, but uh, but this thing's supposed to up to 64 channels via Matty. Uh, yeah. So 32 channels, t- uh, 192K, probably 24 bit. Doesn't say. Uh, I would assume so. I would assume so too. Yeah. So, like, that's pretty awesome. 32 channels at 192 mm-hmm. through USB. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's the same as my Orion downstairs, right? Yeah. If someone wants to hook up to the USB, they can slap their laptop down and they're connected to everything. 
then Thunderbolt gives you 64 channels. Mm -hmm. But why would you ever need that? 64 channels? Yeah. Fuck, man. If I had 64 channels, I would permanently wire up all of the hardware I have in there. <laughs> well, that install a problems. Thunderbolt. Uh... It can't install a Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt is built into the CPU. Oh, yeah. If you, uh, if you install a Thunderbolt card, it just won't work. Well, that's the joys of PC versus Mac, I guess. You can install a Thunderbolt card? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I can install anything on my computer. It's just a matter of like... <laughs> being okay going through the buggy process of figuring out why the software doesn't want to interact with the hardware <laughs> yeah but uh, i can expand my computer as much as i want so long as i have the the slots available in my motherboard right which i have plenty interesting interesting like i think i have two pcie slots available at the moment although the freaking Wi-Fi one takes up a lot of space. It like goes in a spot that like blocks the other uh, PCI card. Really? Yeah. That's messed up. It sucks. Yeah. It's just because the, the card has this part that like is goes up and then it's just in the way. It's <laughs> dumb. Um, Goliath does look like it looks like the thing you're looking for. Yeah. Um, um, there's certainly, certainly if I was, <clears throat> if I was doing all this over again, um, I don't think it would work for me. Oh, well, no, it's line inputs. No, it's 32 line inputs. Yeah, I don't know. That would be fine. I, I think I would absolutely go this route instead of the Orion. And I would, and I would, it would allow me to sell off a bunch of the preamps that I have downstairs that sit in the rack because I wouldn't need a lot of extra preamps. Um, what else? The uh, dimensions in the box. No, this totally looks like what I would... This is going in my home studio that I have been given permission to build. Permission or instruction? Uh, does it really matter? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the okay from someone. <laughs> I got the okay from the missus. Therefore, that just basically means I get to spend a lot of money. <laughs> does it though? Does it really? <laughs> That's how I'm translating it. <laughs> um, I wonder... My next question is your biggest thing. Your biggest thing for this is, or going the antelope audio route is the onboard software, right? So I have a question of, I'm, I'm assuming that as of right now, you'd be plugging in, goodness me, excuse me. As of right now, you'd be plugging Six in grand. USB. Yep. Oh my God. What did you expect? Well, not six grand. I was expecting three. <laughs> no, man. Because Antelope have, has been like really good price, no matter like the, the Orion was a really good price for what you got. Uh, the Discrete is an insane price for what you get. Yeah, but so this is a good price for what you get. Oh, I, I, I know it's a good price for what you get because it's basically everything in a box and you'll never, ever need anything ever again. <laughs> All right. But, oh, I can't, even with my discount, I can't afford that. Unless, like, <laughs> the discount is, makes it, like, less than four grand, which would be insane. Yeah. But I don't know how I'd be able to afford that. <laughs> well, no, I do know how I'd be able to afford that. I'd just be going into the same mindset I had when I was in school and eating rice <laughs> yeah right although when i went to school i, I would go to 7-eleven all the time and be like are you dumb are you getting rid of things tonight i'll take whatever's being whatever's going out. to the dump yeah yeah right all right sir that brings us to an end um i hope i convinced you to spend money even if it's not on the thing i wanted you to buy but uh well you opened it. my eyes to something else <laughs> see ya follow see ya. our hosts on twitter 
at Two Bodies of Water. You got that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R. Engineer. I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.